Hello. Hello. This okay. Is yeah. So today, uh, let me get my headphones. Yeah, let's get some juicy signals here. Today we have an amazing guest with us, or I should rather say that I am a guest at uh, Amazing Guy's Place. True. It's uh, Griffin Griffin the Fourth. <laughs> I don't know about the Fourth. <laughs> just just Griffin Griffin for now. All right. Yeah. So uh, Griffin is one of the most, the greatest drummers I know in the world. Really, I, I honestly don't know that many uh, drummers, but Griffin definitely is one of the best. And uh, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, I am Griffin. Right now I go by Griffin Griffin. Uh, I'm a drummer, producer. I play other instruments as well. I hate using the word creative, but I would say like I'm a, a creative. And um, yeah, we're, I'm based out of Toronto right now. I, I'm in the band Slay Station. You can search us out by searching S-L-A-Y-S-T-N. That's our band. Check it out. We have a new sing single coming out soon. And I don't know. That that's it. All right. Uh, let's talk about the drumming life first, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, can you tell me when you first started playing the drums? Oh man, I started probably about ten years ago. I'd say it's eleven years ago. I started when I was thirteen, I think, mm -hmm. and that was in high school. So the the story, I guess, it goes like. I always wanted to play guitar and we were, me and my brother were always fascinated when we'd like pass a guitar store with our grandma or whatever. This was in Calgary. Mm. And um, so yeah, every time we'd see the guitar store, we'd be like excited to like want to try it or something, but you know, we sucked. And I remember one time uh, someone took us for lessons, I think it was dad. And uh, we did like one or two lessons for guitar and piano, mm -hmm. and then we were both like too stubborn or whatever, <laughs> and then they we they got canceled. So that was like I, I, those lessons were like I was probably eight to ten. Okay. But eventually, we we did end up getting guitar when we were thirteen. But the stipulation from our our, our auntie was um. One person has to play the guitar and one person has to play the drums. What? Why? Yeah. So so Ray Ray got the guitar. Right. And then I was forced to like get get the drum set, and then like <laughs> our mom took us for lessons. So then I was a drummer. Right. And it was it was cool, but like back then I didn't really practice or care. Um, should I go like through my whole drumming journey? I sure, guess I will. Sure, I'll, sure. I'll keep I'll, I'll keep talking. Hear. Because I really, what my image was in my head, I was thinking the first moment you saw the drums, you were like obsessed with the no. drums. You just kept playing them over and over. No, I didn't care about drums. No, it wasn't like that. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's actually like kind of the opposite. Like when we took lessons in Calgary, I didn't actually practice or like care for the drums. I remember uh, the first like thing we did was we did the talent show. So I'd like do a lot of practicing in that. And we did like an ACDC song. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, which song? uh back in black of course yeah <laughs> of course we we didn't have like we had like two iq so that's like kind of how how it goes just like the first thing you know right um so like i i like practice but i didn't really and then when um when i was about to enter high school that's when i actually decided to move out here with my dad and then my dad like kind of like like he was kind of encouraging and he got me an electronic drum set so i was like oh my god you spent so much on this electronic drum set like i should practice right so it kind of became like a habit to like kind of use its value and like not like let it go to waste so i practiced like all the time and i remember in high school like that's when i was like practicing drums the most i remember i just like I would, every day after school, I would like go and practice until like eight o'clock. Then maybe like oh, wow. play some. Yeah, like I practice a lot, and I I did I did take lessons still here, so I was like learning and I was doing good. Um, I used to like when I was in school, I would like at lunchtime I'd go and practice out in like behind the school and like not socialize. It was kind of sad, but how would you practice behind the school? Were there a drum set there? Just like no practice pad. Oh like, right, right, music right, right. It's like, actually when I the first time I met you, you were playing the drum the drumming pad and I didn't really know what the drumming pad is. I was like, oh. what the hell is this guy doing? He's just 
why is it making so much noise? But then, yeah, I realized that's the practice. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's a lot of, my drumming was like more or less based on a lot of chops. Like, I'm not very good with timing. Uh, and like my drumming for years was just like all like shredding and just like kind of more esoteric playing, mm -hmm. which is, is fun. And I, I highly encourage because it seems like the music industry now, not, not, enough pe not, not enough people are calling for like music to be, um, it has to be a certain way. Like, oh, you have to have perfect timing. It has to be like pop music it has to be like tailored to the masses blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. but like the the creative the other creativity sides you could do whatever you want with your instrument right you could play however you want you could do whatever you want you could uh i don't know so i kind of like that too it's kind of scary being in a world where people hate on that but <laughs> okay yeah so anyways my drumming journey so i came to high school and practiced a lot here and then i guess like to further explain my musical story is that I did have a guitar from my friend, so I did kind of use that on and off for a few years. Is it this guitar by any chance? Yeah. Oh, sweet. So, um, yeah, I started playing guitar. I would say, like, I got more serious about guitar, like, a, a few years ago. And then now I have a bass, and I'm, I, I kind of know stuff. I know, like, too much theory. I mm -hmm. know more theory than the average person, but not, like, a jazz player. I don't know oh, yeah, like those that guys kind are of, crazy. Yeah, right. I don't know like crazy theory, but maybe one day. Mm -hmm. I, I'm always working on stuff, but recently, like the last few weeks, I've been kind of bad on practice. Um, yeah, I guess that's my drumming journey. Right, right. Were yeah. you any bands when you were in high school? Like, is this your first High band? school. I think in high school, I don't. I wasn't in any bands. Like, I didn't talk to anyone. I was. I was pretty. I was pretty much a loner. What the hell? I know. Well, it was weird because like I came from Calgary where I had all these friends, and then like I was here, and then I had no friends, and I was bad at making friends. Oh so, shit! Yeah, it kind of it kind of didn't work out, but I feel like everything's like kind of more or less flourished after high school because after high school I was like, well, I need to find a band, I need to like do stuff. So I was in and out of like ten bands, and like oh, wow, just yeah, just kind of trying to figure out like what I um, I mean that number is legit. I'm not like make up a number, but. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of like better at like finding people or like understanding the industry. And then now I, I have lots of friends and I kind of understand like what, what benefits me in my life and how everything works. So mm -hmm. do you still keep in touch with those guys that you played before? Yeah, I keep in touch with some people, some people it's like, you know, they're kind of bad or it was kind of awkward situation where I wouldn't necessarily like keep, keep in touch, but yeah, right. I, yeah. Sure. All right. Um, so uh, tell me about the band that you are currently in. When, when did you start it? Um, I guess I could say the origins of the band. When I, I would busk, I would go to jams after occasionally. This Right now, like I can't really do that because there's a car and like watching your stuff and that's a whole thing. But when I would like just like put everything up onto the dolly and... Um, stack it up and just go on the train or go on the bus or whatever being i remember seeing those dollars when we were in uh in the school yeah like griffin oh would always he, like uh we went to the same school in toronto downtown uh, it's called trebus and uh, griffin actually lives in ajax so it would take him what two, two hours two hours to get there and he would bring his dolly. 47 minute train ride 20s uh 24 24 minute bus ride and then like another train ride that's crazy and, stuff. and to make things worse he's carrying all his uh drums with him all the time yeah so like i guess the story behind that was uh it, it's education costs a lot <laughs> <laughs> i i had like my mom paid for half of it from like her savings and then the other half like i got a grant from the government mm -hmm. and then there was like five thousand where like I had to make it on my own. So I'm like, I'm not getting a regular job or whatever. Mm. And then, so I just ended up busking. That's actually when the busking thing kind of took off. Oh, that's how you started it. Yeah. Oh, because shit. like before, before then I went like <clears throat> once or twice. I remember the first day, the, my, the first day I went busking, it was with my stepmom and she like drove to work. So she's like, she took me and like dropped me off or whatever. 
but it didn't work out because she worked at like 6 a.m. So I got there at like 6 a.m. I'm like, fuck it, I'll play the whole day or whatever. But it doesn't work like that. Like, there's nobody out at like 6 a.m., right? 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 6 and then, like, you get like noise complaints and stuff. So I had to like wait until like 9 a.m. And, and people were still like pissed off at me for playing so early. Was it still dark at 6 a.m. at that time? I, I think when I got there, it was like just ending being dark. Shit. Yeah, it was a crazy day. And then, like, that day too, it was my, like my first interaction with talking to a homeless person. Like, just like because I couldn't play, right? So I was like, I guess I was chilling with him and talking with him, which was cool. And the, the dude was nice, but um, yeah, that was a really shitty day. I I don't even think I ended up playing. It was just like I I just kept getting noise complaints and shit. Right, right, right. But anyways, like skip to school. I was, I like I had to do it. So I'd like I had to work out like right after school, getting a few hours and to like pay for transit and pay mm -hmm. for all that. But it ended up working out. If I like got a certain amount of hours busked throughout the week that I'd be able to pay for the transit blah blah mm. so it was nice actually but I was like sorry I'm hey, continuing go, okay. I was like really focused so I was like always studying too as you as you probably saw us always like studying on the train so like I was like I was like so deep into like getting good marks at at the Travis I was like I was like doing the math on how many hours I wasted and how many hours I was efficient so I'd be like 96% of my time's like efficient, right? Where I that's go like bad. practice and right. yeah. Yo, that's like, if you honestly do that, you'll realize how much time you waste, but it's not a healthy habit. But like, if you like end up doing the math on how many hours you're awake during the week and how many hours you're actually productive, like getting like to like 90% is really hard, right? Shit. Because you got like... Sometimes you just like have to chill out or just how would watch you TV how would you calculate it? It's like uh, all the time you got during the day, you just yeah. Uh... So I guess it was like I wasn't sleeping much, so it was like for like I wasn't sleeping much for me. For some people, how much like, did you sleep? I was probably like six or seven average. Uh -huh. For me, that's like none. Right. I I, I felt like I, I felt so brutalized like during <laughs> school, but like yeah. So I would like take off like the hours I was awake. So say it was eighteen hours or whatever. Uh -huh. I'd say oh, I studied four hours i practice drums i made sure i practice drums every day like that's kind of my habit mm -hmm. so i'd like i have an hour of practice uh four hours uh studying and then uh there was school obviously and then i would just like do it from there do the math blah blah right right so what were we talking about i guess like busking took off and like it kind of it kind of had to be done where i had to like bring everything to school so I it all had to go up onto the dolly setup and that was like kind of something I thought of like before school where I could like stack the drums and tie it all together with bungee cords mm -hmm. and then annoy bus drivers when I came onto the <laughs> bus and like oh my god I, I like it was so frustrating because I was just trying to make ends meet to like finish school right. and then I would like get to a bus and they'd be like I'm sorry I'm not letting you on I'm like please like I, I have no other choice oh, right fuck. Yeah, so, I don't know, like, if you have, like, 200 pounds of gear, obviously, it makes sense for a bus driver to be, like, I'm not sure I could have that on my bus, right? Mm -hmm. And then it, like, annoys them, too, because they have a little ramp, and, like, they're, like, oh, do I have to take out the ramp? Like, they make it such a deal to, like, take out the ramp, like, it's automated, you just press a button and the ramp comes oh out. Oh, my like, God, seriously? Yeah, and I swear, like, I've never seen someone in a wheelchair or a stroller, I've never seen them, like, offer to use a ramp either. They just, like, pretend it's not a thing. It's, like, it's so hard to use a ramp. I don't wow. know, bus drivers are assholes. What the fuck? <laughs> but I guess I'm an asshole for, like, annoying them, but okay. <laughs> bus drivers are assholes. <laughs> Am I allowed to swear on here? Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually remember my uh, I tried busking once on the street. It was my the only time in my life. So uh, I took my guitar. It was College Street and uh, Young. It was so like I thought it would be easy. Like I would just go and play, but it was so scary. And like, yeah. my hands were shaking. And then I just put my little amp there, and it just sounded terrible. And I earned one dollar or two dollars oh, how long did you play uh maybe 30 minutes or so but oh, then man. I just... it was probably a bad day what time was it i don't remember it was see there's like kind so of bright. there's a big science to it like you can't go like before 10 a.m because there's just no people uh -huh. like you gotta look at peak hours right so say the peak hours are like 11 a.m to 7 p.m uh -huh. and then it dies down after that so like ideally you want to be playing throughout those times 
Unless it's like a weekday, there might be like less people in the afternoon, but sometimes not really. And then, um, so peak hours, Sunday is like probably the best day or uh-huh. Friday. Sunday and Friday is when the most people are out. So there's that kind of signs. Plus you have to find a good place. And it's like the other part of it is like, there's a kind of like, um, what do you call it? Street politics where there's like maybe a homeless person who has that corner. So you can't play there or like there's security guards. What? Seriously? Yeah, they, they because can chase like, you away or something. I don't know. A lot of homeless people get defensive about their territory because it's, I don't know. Okay. But it kind of makes sense because they don't have a home, right? That's kind of their home. So if you're like intruding on them, and wow. especially playing drums, which are so loud, it right, could right. be you're, you you okay, could be okay. really a nuisance, like a noisy neighbor. Yeah, right in your home. And then, um, to be honest, I, I I mean I mean this with all due respect to a lot of homeless people, but it seems like a lot of people are there because the way they treat other people or the way they like go about their life. So as much sympathy I have for those people, there's a lot of people who like their situations kind of like brought upon by them. So I don't, I don't know. It's kind of, there's a lot of bad people out there is what I'm saying. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of good people, a lot right. of good people. And, um, what was I saying? Yeah. So there's, there's also noise complaints. If you're playing drums, it's a hundred DB, right? You mm-hmm. can't go play like, um, I used to play by Union and there's a lot of places there where it's just like office buildings and you can't really do that because every single person in the office is going to do a noise complaint and then mm-hmm. the cops are going to be there in like five minutes. So that, that happened to me a lot. So like there's kind of like, especially busking drums, there's a lot of like trial and error where you have to find a certain location. And now you can't even play at Union. They made it illegal. And they're, like the thing is, their sidewalk there, Union's such a good place to play, by the way. Like historically, it's it's been such a good busking spot, but they kind of killed it the last uh they killed it two years ago i think why did they do that i don't know so basically their sidewalk is privatized Mm -hmm. so they their security guards will shut you down no matter what and they're told to i guess but it's kind of not fair because it's like such a nice sidewalk there's tons of space there there's like any busker is not taken away from like whatever i i guess they want to have their space i don't don't understand it i don't Mm -hmm. understand why you can't play there but that's kind of how it is now. So you can't you can't play by union. Then you can't play like any of those buildings near it because you'll get noise complaints. And then the only really other legit place you could play now is maybe the CN Tower, or uh, Dundas Square. Right. Or you could play like some parks, but yeah, mm-hmm. drumming you're kind of a nuisance. So for me, like the last area I could like actually play now is probably Young and Dundas. Uh-huh. And I've I've been hearing talks about them taking that like removing the square or the streets or something there which would mean it would be privatized and the same thing would probably happen there oh, which shit. would be not cool so oh yeah toronto's not a city of the buskets starting to die do you remember your first experience like uh were you scared the first time when you played yeah but i was um yeah always scared um like even now i yeah well, i would say i have pretty high anxiety so like every time going out the problem is like it's so hard for me to get out, right? Mm. But then, like, the moment I've accepted that I'm, like, going to go do this today, like, my heart's racing. And then, like, everything's, like, already, like, okay, you'll, you, it's, like, already accepted. You know what I mean? So, like, once I'm out there, I guess it's fine. Mm. I, I, I sort of know, know what to do and how to handle myself. But, like, beforehand, there's, like, a lot of nervousness or a lot of, like, scaredness. And, like, especially now, knowing that there's, like, there's a lot of dangerous people out there. It's also scary, like knowing like what could happen or maybe who could not be having a good day or something like Mm -hmm. that. So I don't know. It seems like now since COVID happened, like last year, there's been a lot of like thieves or just like a lot of people who who are like, aren't good people, but there's, there's more of them on the street now because more people are poor, more people are, you know, because of times. Right. Right. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, what would you, if you were to give an advice to a person who really wants to play uh, drums or any other instruments on the street, but they're actually super anxious about it, what what what, what they need don't to do? play? It's my territory. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in Toronto, don't do it. But um, if you're anywhere else, I would say, like, figure out a way to transport them. Like, also be happy. Don't compromise with like a little like 
they have like these busking kits that they'll sell where it's just like a bass drum head and no body mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I would say like find a compromise between like the sound you intend to want and and not just like the lightest, crappiest sounding drum kit. Like that's not really fun. And like drums, it's I would say maybe not play a drum set, to be honest, when you're busking. I've seen like a lot of people like do the pots and pans thing or like you know, you could have a hand drum or something more melodic. Like that's kind of more tailored to what people want to hear, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's less noisy. Right. So, but other than that, I would say like just be confident and um, do what you want because like that 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 that's the way the world works. You won't be successful if you don't actually utilize um, a plan to action of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, play any other instruments except for drums on the streets? No, not, yeah. not yet. I, I I've like played some guitar in between songs. Like me and me and Tate, we were we were playing, and I knew some of his songs on guitar. So, but no one really heard it. Like I wasn't plugged in. And to be honest, I need to practice. I feel like I'm not good enough to do that yet, or like I'd have to prepare something with somebody mm-hmm. and do that. But ideally, I would I'd love to be playing guitar on the streets. Yeah, right. but I haven't. So you said you've actually met your band members when you were playing. Uh... Oh yeah. So to backtrack, I guess I would go to jams after, and I should be going to more jams, but habitually I have not. Um, and there was like this, uh, crappy jazz jam that we'd do, and then I knew the guy James from there, so we started jamming at my place after. This was like last September. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. July yeah August or September we started getting together and started making tracks of 2020 and then it kind of just blossomed from there and our our singer came into the equation because I knew her from a gig I did mm-hmm. and um I hit her up because like we made this R&B song I'm like oh she'll be perfect for this like I, I think she kind of do, does this kind of things and then she's like yeah sure why not and then James kind of talked her into it from there, and then we kind of formed as a group. Wow. So Emma is a singer, and she produces her own stuff, but so far she hasn't done anything for the band. But that's what she does. Um, James is a guitarist. I'd say he's, he's very hands-on, so I'd say he's also kind of a producer, mixing engineer. He's pretty new to it, but he's he's very particular, which is like such a good trait. Um he pushes he pushes all of us to be very um particular and then me i'm producer drummer blah 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 so for our gigs i'll be playing bass and drums mm-hmm. yeah right so uh what's the plan for the future for the band well hopefully we have some gigs coming up in the summer emma's got some good uh government sponsored gigs so we might be doing a few of those i gotta practice mm-hmm. I'm, i'm behind um There's those, and then um, obviously we got a new single coming out soon, and hopefully a full album. And I guess that's what we're working on. Ideally, I'd like to be having a lot of gigs, but since stuff isn't really open now and stuff isn't the same, maybe when vaccines roll out, we'll that's when our Aren't we'll be doing that. Are they still allowed? Um, yeah, but it's all depends on attendance and stuff. I'm not going to go somewhere and play for like $10. Or maybe I will, but it depends. It depends mm-hmm. on the gig, you know? All right. I would love to like organize a gig with a few bands and like actually have like a decent attendance and have like a fun night. Like mm-hmm. that's ideally what I'd want to happen. I, right. I know we could get a lot of people out if we have enough, enough bands, right? Can I have some water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm oh. super thirsty right now. I'll get you some water. Thanks. I'm thirsty too. Who? I was gonna ask before. Okay. So, uh, Griffin, aside from being music producer and musician in gen- general, also is doing some. How's it called? D I D Y. D I Y. D I Y. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of creative things going on. Yeah, because right now we're in this little uh, basement studio of his, and it looks pretty freaking amazing. All these uh, absorbers around us, and uh, the yeah. other room is filled with drums, custom and, panels. Yeah, custom drums on the way. Yeah, uh, 
I the custom drum journey was on my first my first drum set in Calgary. I remember like I was just so annoyed of like this ugly bronze color it had. So we <laughs> we found like this uh this wallpaper. This like gray this black and white like cool wallpaper. I wasn't even there. Ray Ray and Matthew picked up our old band in Calgary. Mm-hmm. And um it we ended up racking wrapping it in the I don't know how I knew to do this, but like I, I removed the wraps on the drum set. Then we like added the wallpaper. We got it perfect. Um, we lacquered it. We used a uh, polyurethane, sanded it, polished it, did all. I don't know how I knew how to do this. I was just like so in- intuitive, right? So, anyways, I still have one of those drums, by the way. They're like the ugly green so ones. You put wallpaper around the uh, kick drum. Yeah, all all the drums basically. Uh-huh. Um. It, it was so nice because it would like shrink and it would like get so tight. It was like it was like perfect for it. But we the the problem with like polyurethane is that some sometimes it's oil based or even some of the water based ends are discolored. So like mm-hmm. it they end up being like this ugly green for some reason, even though it's supposed to be clear. It would li- would look so sick clear. So that was like our first trial, I guess. Um and then I like tried stuff on and off with like polishing and like what I ideally want to do. So right now is I'm kind of making a more finalized version of what I want. So I do have that small bass drum there, that yellow and white one. Oh, that one in yeah. the room. Uh, yeah. So I'm working on making all those kind of look like that, but be much more shiny. And um, right now I'm going for like a double bass drum setup, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy for like the music I play. But um. I'm working on two matching bass drums right now, and they're all going to be that nice striped pattern and then covered in whatever stickers I could find or, or get from people. And then um, my brother's just doing a custom drum set. I also have a few like custom cymbals. Like, I, I fuck with my cymbals sometimes. As you can see, like that, that stack there is green. It's kind of like all rusted right, right. on purpose. Um, I did hammer my crash cymbals to make them sound better. So... There's, yeah, there's a lot of DIY going on. Oh, this desk, I made the desk. I oh, yeah, know. this desk is freaking huge and it's so heavy. It let, took us, what, around 10 minutes to actually move it to the spot it is right now. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, a, it's a sturdy desk. <laughs> this, this, this thing, oh, man, I started it. I'm like, oh, this will only take a few days. Right. And then we had, like, no equipment, so I'm, like, hand sanding it. I'm, like hand gluing it there's you like hand sanded it the whole thing yeah holy fuck well we have an orbital sander but like the problem with the orbital sander is is i don't know it's it's only dependent on some things like if you do the side it might like catch edges or something mm-hmm. or it might like and then there's like a billion dust particles i'll come yeah. for orbital sander so if you hand sand it won't be as crazy right so yeah there was a lot of sanding um a lot of sanding a lot of painting a lot of assembling and then f- and finally, we did. I did get it done, but it looked t- took so many weeks. And then it was like something I kind of ended up like off to the side and on the back burner. And then finally, like I get assembled. I jerry rig like the things for the rack mounts. Mm-hmm. And then like the cabinetry that was so annoying. It's so hard to do cabinets like get them straight and stuff. Oh shit! And like putting the rollers in, you have to like, I don't know it. Cabinet making is very hard, and I'm not a cabinet maker, right? So, uh, yeah. So it took you was around a month, a month. right? Yeah, That's on and off, just like a lot of time. But it's much better than like the shitty uh, old foldable table oh, I yeah. had. In oh here. yeah, for sure, for sure. And that thing was like bending too. It's it was a nightmare. <laughs> and I was like, don't put so much weight in the middle. It'll break. <laughs> I don't have anything better. Uh, are you planning to do anything else in future? Um. Well, I think like those drums I'm working on is like my biggest project that's like making me happy about like how I want to project myself. Um, I want to do my own album. I know I, I'm really bad at like being, um, what's the word, being prolific. I'm really bad at being prolific with my music, but ideally I'd like to do an album. I do have a few songs in mind that like, I'm like, yeah, I could see those on an album, but I'm also like, I don't know, can I do better in these? Or like, I don't know. I'm still like learning different sounds, learning a lot of like different scales and kind of like mm-hmm. ideas I want to like put out there into my music. And then like 
a lot more experimentation. I want to like to be more. I don't know. I I kind of want my music to be like almost like between like uh like Aphex Twin and Jacob Collier, I guess. So I know I know Jacob Collier. Who is Aphex? Aphex Twin's like um, electronic producer. It's very his stuff is very like um very refined very crazy sometimes it's just like a lot of technologically like crazy stuff going on in mm -hmm. ableton or whatever die uses i don't i don't know what die uses i'm a bad fan <laughs> right right so it would be like i actually don't listen to too much of him but i'm just saying like that that's kind of like the sound i guess i want so it would be a combo of edm and some jazzy stuff yeah more or less like a clashing of like acoustic and electronic i guess uh -huh. which is kind of like the idea between playing drums right all right and do you like playing with uh, time signatures yeah 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 the last song like the last real song i made it was like in it was like in nine eight <laughs> so it's like three groupings of three but then i think it like changes so i think it like i don't know it was one you'd have to hear the song it's kind of weird but it was kind of cool but the thing is, I ended up like processing it too much and adding guitar. Like it was sounding good, but it was sounding like too clean, kind of not very rough. But is it I hard playing uh, those signatures if you're playing drums? Yeah. Like, uh, how long would it take you to actually make it perfect? I don't know. Like, I'm I'm not the guy to like be recording like straight drum tracks in nine eight or whatever. Like. I'm not like Tron or Polyphia or like a band like that, but um, yeah, I don't know. It ideally like learning a song's not hard. It's just like you need to know how to learn a song, right? Like I I learned a bunch of gospel songs, which were like really tough. Mm -hmm. But the trick is like you got to actually hear the song like a million times, right? Right. Like so, w what you can do is if you you're trying to learn a really hard song, you need to like make it your life. Like you need to listen to it on repeat repeat for a few hours. Maybe if you go work out or something or go for a walk. And if you're like going to sleep, maybe you could like leave it on repeat while while you sleep. And like you'll hear it like maybe in uh, thirty minutes before you fall asleep, and right. then it might get ingrained in your brain better while you're sleeping or something. And then like you spend a few days on it, and you'll like make like remarkable progress on, on something that was like seemed like almost impossible a few days ago, right? So it's if you want to write something similar, you would listen to something similar for a couple of days. Is that yeah, or you could just like start start building your thing that's like complex and then just like keep hearing it a million times and mm -hmm. kind of like aren't you afraid it... that it will gonna uh, you're gonna write something that's very similar to what you've been listening to because there have been a few cases well no the 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 idea behind creativity is um your creativity is based off of like all you all your former knowledge and so like i feel like that's not really the case. You'll kind of like draw from everywhere and you're not going to particularly draw from one subject specifically. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, how do you get in your creative mood? Like when you usually write your songs, how, how do you go about it? Mm, how do I? I feel like I'm always creative. If I'm like motivated and that's like really dependent on a few things, I feel like I'm creative. Um, I don't really have to force anything. It just like, it kind of just happens. I feel like for me artistically, like as a personal experience, my creativity is based on like my hormones. Mm -hmm. So supposedly men have like a 90 day hormone cycle where like every 90 days you're kind of like low or you're kind of high. The same as like women have like a 30 day cycle, right? So men have 90 day periods. So Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> So, so, so I would say like something like that, like I would say for like a few weeks of like every like couple months, like I'm really like focused on something where it's like, I don't know, I'm like just super, super drawn on whatever I'm involved in at the moment. And uh -huh. then like, there's like maybe one week that happens where it's like, I'm like the laziest person ever. Just like, I don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 But how do you, if you were right to song, how, how do you start it? Oh, man. Is, um, is it the same process every time or is it always different? It 
it can be different. Like I've been experimenting with a lot of like drone music, like kind of like finding different scales and different sounds. So I don't know. Usually, typically for me, I guess in Ableton, it would start with like maybe a drum beat or mm-hmm. like playing with samples. A lot of the time now, I like I make my own samples. So I'll like do some like sound design experiments and maybe mm-hmm. draw from that. And um, I don't know. It seems like my mind goes a lot of different places where like when sometimes I'll be like, oh, let's let's make like a drum and bass style song. Or sometimes I'll be like, let's make like a crazy electronic song or let's make like a drone song or something like I don't know. It kind of draws from like a lot of places right, right. where I want to explore. Just reminded me of that uh, session we were talking about recently that had what almost 200 tracks. Oh, my God. What was it? I think that was one of our band songs. We, oh, really? we like yeah, we we retract re, re vocals like four times or something. How, how did you end up with so many tracks? Yeah, so we retract vocals and like all the harmonies too. So each oh, time it's like twenty tracks, right? Jesus Christ! And then plus there's like <laughs> guitar takes and all those like so it ends up being a big session. But I try to like n- organize it, maybe duplicate the session, delete stuff that mm-hmm. doesn't need to be there. I don't think there's like. I think like my my like finished songs nowadays typically are around like seventy tracks. I don't know. There's like there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on. I'm just mm-hmm. going crazy. Like my brother, I guess. If you saw his music, it's it gets like you'll see like audio effect racks, and then like you'll see like ten more audio effect racks, just like full of like LFOs, <laughs> reverbs, blah blah blah. Right? right. It's crazy. Uh, I, wait, I never put a reverb on on the actual plugin uh, over here. I mean, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, have you used different DAWs? Yeah, well, in school, you know, we used everything. Oh, right. Yeah, that was <laughs> such a stupid question, but uh, Cubase. Yeah, yeah. Oh logic. my god, that's so terrible. Cubase is nice. It's it's okay. I don't know. I'm so used to Ableton right now. I just yeah, uh, Ableton. Ableton is ideal. Um. I actually like Pro Tools. I like like all the how you could do all the commands and like oh, yeah, yeah, for Ableton. Sure. Like when you're tracking drums, you have to like click mic one, mic two, mic three. Like yeah, it's yeah. so tedious on on Pro Tools. You could just like do it with like one click, right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's so nice. But Pro Tools is kind of lacking in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ableton is nice. I've I use like FL on and off. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like an expert at FL. Mm-hmm. I could use it. Oh um, wow! Logic. It seems like to be intuitive to me. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't know what whether DAWs are there. Audacity. I'm a beast. oh fuck Audacity. <laughs> I'm not a beast on Audacity yet. <laughs> it's so bad, but it's free. It's bad, but uh, to be honest, like some of our vocal repairs, I do in Audacity. So it's pretty, no way. Yeah. Why? Because um. Basically, in Audacity, you could zoom into the waveform, uh-huh. and then there's like a repair function. So like you, it like look at like I don't know how big, like a few milliseconds of the of the sound wave, uh-huh. and it could like repair that, or like it'll like interpret like the part before it, and then kind of like oh, repair shit. that. Wow. Yeah. So like the repair function is like perfect for like fixing clicks and stuff uh-huh. if it works. Like sometimes you'll have to do it like twenty times, and then it never ends up working. Shit. But like. Or you could like manually draw the wave custom, but yeah. So like it's useful for that. I I do I do have RX mm-hmm. like Isotope RX audio editing and a repair, but like that doesn't pick up all the clicks and stuff. So I still have to go through Audacity at the end of it. But wow, I didn't know they have such a feature there. Yeah, I got luckily I got RX on the holiday sale. Like normally it's like hundreds, and I got it for like oh, yeah, fifty dollars. That's so expensive. Yeah. Mm. Have you tried Bitwig? No. It's like kind of like Ableton, but a bit different. Lots of modular, modular stuff. Oh. Yeah. Is it like a fully modular, like? Uh, not fully. It's like combination of modular and being like regular DAW. So, okay. So, like, you could, like, I guess, like, make a synth on it with, like, mm-hmm. modular. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um,. Yeah, kind of remember the stuff you were doing at school. Uh, so uh, when we had 
Photoshop classes, so that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Holy shit. Me, me and Raphael had, had a fun time <laughs> in that class. They would create the most outrageous <laughs> stuff in Photoshop and uh, what, Premiere Pro, what was it? Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> we kept making memes of the teachers for fun. And, and just like everybody loved it because everybody knows uh, the teachers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I still remember that video you made for graduation or before the graduation, like where Darius just had would, would go like uh, into tri triangle and back and you would put distorted 808 in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was so funny oh my god that that class was fun because it was such a, like a bullshit class i guess mm. what was that class even i can't remember um sorry. it was with that girl it was um uh, i don't know <laughs> what if she listens to this <laughs> her name is starts with l i think uh lucy no whatever that was, that was such a weird class our like our school was so weird for the viewers watching our school is so weird because it started in like what was that blur and uh queen dundas dundas and uh no the original location dundas west and blur yeah so it started there and then the school actually moved in the middle of uh so it was weird yeah yeah but it, it was nice for me when it moved because i used to have to take a durham transit bus and then I'd have to take the train to Union, and I'd have to take the other Up Express train, which was like five dollars for like one station. It was right. so it was so stupid. Or my other choice was like to take the TC TTC, and it would be like ten stops, and it would take like forty five minutes. So I'm like, well, which one am I going to pick? It's obviously going to be a, the Up Express. It takes like five minutes, right? Right, right, right? But yeah, that was so so dumb how the Up Express works. And then like when it moved, it was like more convenient for me. But then it sometimes wasn't because I remember one day I was uh, busking and I brought my drum set and like the escalators would sometimes work and sometimes not. So like I I, I took the train all the way to, uh, what is it? What was our station? Dennis West? No, the station that was at the... Wesley? Wellesley? Yeah, Wellesley. The... Oh, Wellesley is such a bad station. Like the escalator was broke, so I'd like take the drum set up the escalator like there are stairs, which is like really scary, right? How heavy is it? How heavy? It's like two hundred pounds, probably. Yeah, so like you have to like inch it up every step, and it's like kind of like you're doing like a like a hundred fifty pound deadlift each time, like the way it's angled. So it's like kind of awkward, and then it's scary because like people are waiting behind or above. You're like, oh, this might fall and kill them, and then like they they don't know or they're like stupid, so they'll like go in front of you. Oh shit! Like I've been like sometimes I've had like take an escalator, and then people will go behind me. I'm like, like that's the stupidest thing you could do. Like, oh. <laughs> what if I fall? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll both die. <laughs> wow. It's it's been scary times. Kind of makes sense after that story that you went into bodylifting, oh, bodybuilding. Bodybuilding, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I guess I always kind of worked out, but it's 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 a fun passion of mine to try to right, right. exercise. Yeah. So, uh, why did you go uh, to Trebus in the first place? I always wanted to do music school, I guess, and um, I my dad kind of forced me into it because he's like, "You're not doing anything. You need to be in school." And then that's kind of how. And I remember I did the interview. I'm like, I don't want to do this, but then I ended up doing it somehow. And then, yeah, that's how I went to Travis. It wasn't really on my vocation. Is mm -hmm. that the word? I don't know. Right, right. Okay. How'd you end up going to Travis? Oh, for me, it was I lost in life completely. I, I went. I mean, I, it was I, it was actually the same for me. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, like, it was like nothing's working at this point. My life sucks. Like, right, right. That's kind of how I ended up there. Yeah. But, it's I mean, I learned so much from school. I'm so proud of, like, mm -hmm. that I did it. Like the moment for me was if you know this YouTuber guy, uh, his name is um, Graham, I think, uh, recordingrevolution.com or something like that. And before the, the moment I watched the video, he I didn't realize that there were audio schools there. Oh. And after watching it, he mentioned audio schools, and I like, oh, maybe I should try that, like, because uh, I like all that stuff. Yeah, but definitely it was a great experience meeting all the cool people. Yeah, it was definitely a good experience for me because I learned like how hard I could work on something because mm -hmm. I like ended up losing so much sleep on like studying and all that crap. But 
I got I got good grades. I yeah, happy. I still remember that project that we did for Ian's class. Oh my god! Like your mine looked beautiful. So thick, like so many pages. Dude, mine was like a hundred and twenty, I think, hundred twenty-four or something. <laughs> but it was like so beautiful. I like designed it, looking so good. I'm so proud of it. Like you still get it? Yeah. Shit. It's it's somewhere on my computer. I think I threw my mine out. Really? Yeah. Oh man, did yours look good? I can't remember yours. It was okay. Like it was. Fine. Ian was nice because he was such a hard ass, but like it was a good thing because he always pushed us to do mm -hmm. good. And then like when I gave that project into him, I gave it to him like early a few days, and then he's like, "Well, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Fix it." And then it was good because I got to fix it. I didn't right. get a bad grade, right? Yeah. So I miss the guy. Yeah. I miss his voice actually. I remember like how frustrated he'd make people though, and like every time he'd have to explain something, he's like, "Oh." <laughs> Blah, blah. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes to my friends, to be honest, oh, and my shit. brother. When I'm like explaining stuff, I'm like, dude, it's like you've been using Ableton for like three years now. Like, come on, <laughs> I I have like a few Ian moments. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Gotta think here a little bit. What else did I ask? Can I ask you questions? Sure. Yeah. What's with the calisthenics stuff? What are you working on now? How did this become a thing? Mm. Um, it all started actually when it was uh, in my grade five or grade six. We had a bunch of friends. Is this where you learned how to do like the handstand and all that stuff? Uh, uh, no, the handstand I, I learned a little bit when I was a kid, but uh, but yeah, the, this group of people, I, I worked on it more and more. But uh, yeah, I would learn a few things when I was in high school and kind of- Wait, where was this? In Ukraine. Yeah, and uh, we would have all the pull-up bars over there, and we just go out with uh, with friends and do some pull-ups. That's pull badass. No one would do that here. <laughs> but in Ukraine and Russia, it's very popular. Like, yeah. if you cannot do that stuff, like you're a loser. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, because yeah, I always wonder if it's like that. Like Russia and and like everyone around there, there's so many tough and strong people, mm -hmm. and then here it's like I don't know. People are afraid to the. I think it's because we have those uh, calisthenics park all car parks almost everywhere. I was so confused when I came to Canada. I was looking for one of those parks. I couldn't find any. Yeah. 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 I, I see you doing like the things with the bars and like there's none of those down in Ajax. Mm -hmm. Like all we have are like monkey bars and for, like yeah, the, for, for kids. Yeah. But, but like I still I still use that stuff in improvised calisthenics. Like I could show you some stuff, but. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go to the park afterwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, and now we pretty much got a little uh, group, uh, actually two groups that we, the first one formed around. How'd you find them? How'd you know? Uh, I just went to the park that formed next to my place where I live. Uh, it was around three years ago, so I was going there and I was kind of by myself. And then there appeared one guy and he said, hey, uh, I'm creating a little workout group. Let's work out together. And after that moment, it was kind of four people, then five people, then six, then six. Now this group is 170 people. What? <laughs> yeah. And, Wait, uh, this was started by you? Uh, I was like... Wait, is there a name for this group? Like a Facebook group and all that? It's a WhatsApp group. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. Is there a logo? Uh, Kind of. It was just a picture from the Google. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't formed by me, but I was one of the first guys that... You're a founding member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would go to the park every day. We would uh, work out in the morning, like 6 a.m. First it was 7 a.m., but then we have to shift it to 6 a.m. And we would meet all the people. And like, uh, it kind of helps you physically when you work out like that, but it also yeah. helps you mentally because you're talking to so many people. I really love that uh, part of working out. Yeah. And yeah, right now we have a second group. It's uh, more, how do you say uh, like we added 40, 40 people and we did not go more than that because uh, the bigger it gets, the more difficulty to control it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just do workouts in the afternoon and the mornings. Like every day or what? Yeah, like every day. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to learn how to do the planche right now. It's so freaking difficult. Like planches are that one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. On your front? Yeah, yeah. Like mm -hmm. when you when you hold your whole body just with your yeah shoulders kind of yeah yeah shoulders. anterior delts and and wrists yeah delts as well that's crazy mm -hmm. I, I don't know I was I was 
I would always love to like try figuring that out one day. It seems, I don't know. Is that like one of those exercises where like you have to be short and then you'll be really good at it? Because I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> I watch a thing on like, um, what's it called? Front lever. And it's like most of the athletes who could do front lever are like below 5'8 or something because it's just Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're so shorter, it, yeah. it does definitely help. Uh, but, but it's a very difficult move uh, still. You have to spend lots of time to do that. Yeah. Uh, but about uh, like you said, if you're sure you can do that, there are a few dynamic moves. Like for example, it's called a suicide drop, where drop where you sit on top of the bar. Like if this is the bar, you sit on top of it, and you gotta swing backwards, and you catch the bar uh, right here underneath your knees, and you swing 360 and back on the bar. Oh my god! That, that you just need the courage. You don't really need really yeah. lots of strength there. But yeah, I, like I learned that I couldn't do it on in the park because I was afraid to fall. I had to do it to a special um, place called OCR, and it has mats on the floor. Yeah. So I tried it there, and after that, it was fine. Yeah, maybe you could like coordinate like bringing a mat or something yeah, to yeah, the park. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely helps, just psychologically. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, crazy people out there who, like, you'll never catch up to because they're just, like, they don't care at all. And they'll they'll get all those moves. Yeah, it's just, like, uh, what, two day, you know, yesterday I've met this guy. He can do, like, so many crazy things uh, with his hands. Like, uh, I know how to do the handstand, but I'm not that proficient. He would just go slowly into it. And you can see the control that he's got in his wrists and his arms. And he can do, go up on one hand and just stand on one hand there. That's insane. Looks wow. so awesome. Does yeah. that like what kind of strength do you need for that? Like, is there a lot of shoulder mobility strength you need, yeah, or yeah, stability, yeah. Definitely, or a lot of wrist? Definitely shoulders, strength. definitely wrists, uh, abdominals as well. Uh, yeah, the, the more the better. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh... I do like for like calisthenics wise i just do a lot of push-ups and then i do like as you've seen maybe on my stories a lot like those crazy like um i call them uh horizontal pull-ups where you're kind of like traveling along the bar like sideways instead of up and down oh, okay like like this yeah like that or there's you could do like a hammer curl variation where your hands are like that instead of like pro um pronated uh-huh. So yeah, there's that. That's all I do, and then all right. like heel touches. I kind of like practice work on my pistol squats. I oh, can do. I, I can do pistol hate squats. pistol squats. <laughs> I I could do a bunch, but right, right, right. I I like them. Do Do you do legs often? Yeah. All right. I used to be like when I'd go in the gym, I'd like I train legs so hard. It was oh, crazy. Shit. I miss that. Oh, you kind of reminded me of that moment uh, with Justin. You remember? Look at his calves. <laughs> Dude, wait, Justin was the guy with the calves, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had insane calves. I remember. Oh my god. I am like I'm a fan of anthrop anthropometry. Yeah, I, right. I see like someone with like huge calves. I'm like, damn. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The first time I heard it, it was so weird for me. Like, <laughs> look at his calves. I was like, what? <laughs> but then yeah, he kinda has cool calves. Yeah. Yeah. You see, like, some people, they're, like, I don't know. You see, like, some people, like, giant forms are, like, how? Like, right. it's just their genetics. I could train my arms, like, I could take, like, whatever supplements I want to take, like, a shit ton of steroids, mm -hmm. and my arms will never be like that. And they're just, like, saying they're never trained a day in their life. Yeah, yeah. And they like, it's crazy. Have you seen that guy on Instagram or YouTube? I, I don't remember. He has, like, so big, uh, forearmers four are so big. Like, they're so huge. Which guy? I don't know. Uh, oh, my phone is not here. Uh, I can't think of a particular guy. Yeah, but... I probably do. Who knows? Yeah, I'll send it over to you later. Yeah, he's insane. Frank McGrath. So, yeah, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Frank McGrath was like a bodybuilder. And like, there's this like... He had a few viral pictures where his like forearms were just so, so jacked. And mm -hmm. like, the veins were like... It was just ridiculous. <sighs> his veins were just like... Yeah, it looked insane. Right, right. Do you work out every day or what's your schedule? Yeah, I work out pretty much every day. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really take rest days. Right now, like, I'm doing more of a split. It, uh, like, uh, back, chest, legs mm -hmm. kind of split. More or less, that kind of works for me when I'm training at home because, like, I get, get a better pump. 
and get the muscles more swollen that way and it just works out better for me volume wise mm-hmm. and plus like without that kind of intensity of like should, should i rant about bodybuilding here sure sure okay so like wait do you understand any of this of what i'm talking about uh i'll let you know if i don't bodybuilding splits i guess do you I, understand I that what, i don't know what's a split so a split is where like you could divide your body into sections of like what you want to train that day. So there's like a full body split where you're training every muscle every day. So say you're doing like squats, bench and deadlift or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a typical bro split, which would be like back, chest, legs, and then shoulders one day and then arms another day. Mm-hmm. And then there's like other splits, like you could do whatever you want. But like the idea is like to hit a certain body part a certain amount of times throughout the week. Mm -hmm. and split it up whichever way so right now like i'm just trying to like keep the intensity up so like to keep the intensity up if you like if you're doing full body it's kind of hard because like you can't get chest pump or you can't get leg pump because you're like the blood's moving everywhere else so yeah i I, i've been doing like a kind of three-day split and um i kind of just do shoulders i throw them in whenever like arms i'll i'll try to throw them in whenever I need to work more on my arms. My arms are small, but um, yeah. So so, yeah. I guess that's what I've been doing for bodybuilding. I've been doing like a lot of arm wrestling, a lot of calisthenics. Like with my buddy, we do arm wrestling once a week. Who um, do you compete with? Just my buddy, and then there's an arm wrestling club I was gonna join, mm-hmm. and like just like practice. I I don't think I'd be that good, but it's just always fun to like practice and learn stuff, right? Right. There's like a lot of huge guys in there, so I'll, oh, I'll never, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm sure, like for like people, like like in in like arm wrestling competitions, there's weight categories also. So I feel like in my weight category, I do pretty good. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Actually, but, you just reminded me of a video I seen on YouTube. There was this Russian guy who would uh, practice a lots of arm wrestling uh, workouts. And he would go to the gym and he would pretend to be like a weak guy, but like in reality, he is super pro at uh, arm wrestling. Schoolboy? I, I, I was a Russian guy. Yeah. Yeah. A schoolboy is Russian, I think. Is he? Yeah. I, I don't remember his name. Could be. Yeah. But he was wearing glasses, like super nerdy stuff. Oh. And he would go to like the big jack guys and he would, can you, uh, can we do some arm lesson? Can you teach me some <laughs> stuff? <laughs> and the guys would be, oh, of course, you're okay, okay. Oh my gosh. And then that guy like super It's such skinny. a different thing. Like they don't understand like that yeah. arm wrestler could like just like destroy them on the table. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, uh, it's, it's all about the, how do you call these things? Um, Tendons, tendons, yeah, like yeah. He had this man, thick tendons, dude. Like every single arm wrestling session, like for like the first year, is just like every time your your tendons here, your extensors, everything in here is like destroyed. Like oh shit, yeah. Like I remember the first session we had like in um September when like I we we got back into it. I like I was sore for like four weeks. Like four it's not weeks. yeah. Like the thing is, tendons take three three times longer to repair than muscles, what? right? So like, think of like the first time you ever worked out. Your muscles might be sore for like a week, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Times that by three, your tendons are sore for like three or four weeks. It's crazy. But then like once they start getting used to it, you're not really gonna get sore. You're gonna your arms are gonna get more fortified and all that. Shit. So three weeks is a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. But um, my my ideally. I haven't had an arm wrestling session like more than a week, but ideally I want to keep that going. Just like keep keep growing, keep mm-hmm. getting stronger. All right. Yeah. Uh, tell me about that marathon you're on. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. I'd like. I don't want to say like I'm like, um, what's the word, manic or anything. Like do stuff like randomly or like have like really highs or really lows. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes I'll be like let's just do this for fun right like i've done like 2000 sit-ups for fun or like <laughs> that kind of stuff that that was influenced by serge Nubray, by the way uh-huh. legend um marathon i was just like i've never done a marathon why, why don't i go do it it was like it was a huge mistake because i i hadn't been running right so like i had like no no endurance no um yeah no, no endurance and not much strength but i'm like i feel like i could do this so I just randomly went out. I like charged my phone. I didn't even eat, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I had like a small meal. And then I just went out. I remember being really nervous for like an hour before. I'm like, I don't know if like I should do this. I don't know if I can even do it. You know, I'll do it. 
And then like I went out and then like I went to to the waterfront. So I went down south from here and um I was feeling pretty good, got the music and then um I'm like I might pass my my buddy's house. I might hit him up. Mm-hmm. Maybe he could give me a meal. I'm fr- feeling pretty hungry. <laughs> I was like 13 kilometers in or something. Right. And then I'm like uh, he never answered, so I just kept going like down that way. And then um that was like towards Toronto. I'm in Ajax. Mm-hmm. And um I got like really far into like some really obscure like industrial area. I've been there, but like yeah, so like I got to like the power plant or something. And it's like at this point like it was it was starting to get hard. And I every time I'd pass a workout park uh, a park by the way, I would like do pull-ups and shit. So mm-hmm. it was like it was a full body workout that oh, whole day. So you were running and doing workout? Yeah, I was <laughs> <laughs> I was doing like I did like this I'll show you like the calisthenic stuff I do at the park, but like I went hard on my entire body that day. And like eventually um I went north, so I like did like a big square. I I I know I know like this this side of Toronto really well because I've I explore too much. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so like I I do the big square, and then I finally come back to my house. I've done like forty something. Wait, how long is the marathon? Forty two. Forty two. Yeah. So I think I've done like thirty thirty seven or something, and mm-hmm. my phone died, so I had to like count it extra mile or something on google maps after Mm -hmm. but um yeah i was like at that point like i was like (laughs) by the time i like got near the house i was like walking half the time it was so brutal and i was like i was out of shape how'd you feel afterwards wait i'll I'll explain i'll explain that so i get a meal in and i'm like okay i could do this and then like i go somewhere like nearby and like i i finished the 5k or whatever else i needed and then that was a marathon so that was epic but like um i ate and i like got downstairs it's like i was kind of tight and then the next day it was just like my body was broken it's not my knees are like since i train like legs so much my knees are fine right oh wow my my hips are like kind of sore like because i i don't run the most and then my calves like or my ankles were like bro like like 13 i remember 13 kilometers into run my my calves were like okay no like i have tiny calves right so but the furthest i've run before that is like 25k okay so i wouldn't say like i'm a nobody to running but Mm -hmm. uh like the 25k again was like just me randomly going to like the lake and Mm -hmm. running back or something like that something stupid it's just like bored one day right um yeah, so for like the the next few days after a marathon, my my muscles are like pretty like have good endurance. So like I recovered pretty quick after a few days. Mm-hmm. But like man, I was sore. I bet it is. My calves were like so sore. I think that was the sorest part. Okay, okay. Yeah, it, I thought it would be your knees, but you said No, that. my knees were perfectly right. fine. Yeah. My knees are solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. It was brutal. But um I mean, I knew I could do it. I knew mm-hmm. like I had the mentality. It's it's more about like what you can mentally do than what you could physically do. I feel like I could like run a hundred kilometers or more if I like had training, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, like at that point, it's more or less like you have to get into the mindset of like keeping it going and keeping yourself motivated, not being scared. Like, like you get so many anxieties when you like do like something big like that. Like, oh, maybe I'll hurt my like ankle so bad I'll never be able to walk the same. Or maybe like I'll break my knee or something. Mm-hmm. I'll stumble or like, cause like these these strides are getting really hard. Maybe I'll stumble and something really bad will happen. Or like I'm I'm alone and like I'm this far from this. Like it'll be annoying if something happens, right? But right. at the end of the day, like if you could like push past all those thoughts and like kind of be confident about what you're doing, then like you could do you could do anything. I feel like almost anybody could do a marathon. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of uh, you. You kind of have the same thoughts when you go into cold water. Yeah, like you you stay there for thirty seconds and then you start thinking. Oh, I'm I I, I still think yeah. I still didn't get to do one of those swims with you this year, but every I, I wanted to go with my friends. I remember I invited my friend over to go, and then he's like, "I'll just watch and you'll go in." 
<laughs> but then like it was like there's like a there's a really strict lockdown at that point so like we're like if we drive we might get like pulled over or something mm-hmm. and then it never happened but maybe next year i i think i'm pretty good at swimming in cold water um i did a a really long swim once but yeah you, there's a lot of anxieties that come with that like oh yeah yeah for sure will like my extremities like oh man will my toes be fine will i lose toes like that kind of stuff right yeah because you stop feeling them after what the minute or 30 seconds yeah. and you just stay there completely numb yeah it's just a little bit scary yeah yeah i feel like uh there's even times busking where i was like had hypothermia almost and what? i was like yeah, I, I played in like minus 15 or like colder and I used to have like the shittiest jacket. So I was like basically wearing nothing. Uh-huh. And I remember like, I remember one time like I was playing and my hands were like so cold and my feet were so cold. And it was like I needed to play harder to keep them warm enough. Mm-hmm. And then like every like half an hour, they like lose feeling for like half oh, an shit. hour. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get the feeling back like I got and then, like, eventually, like, it'll, like, come back or, like, uh, the wind will die down. It'll be right. fine. But, like, yeah, those were crazy times. I didn't even have, like, good boots then. Now I have, like, steel toe boots that are, like, kind of insulated. So it's, like, much better. But then I was, like, probably playing in, like, shitty runners mm. or something. I still remember that picture that you posted uh, once. Uh, it was probably, like, Converse and, like, three layers of socks. <laughs> it was uh, the uh, symbol and it was covered with ice. Oh, man. I wish I, I was looking for a picture. I wish I still had that. Right. I sent that to you? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, it was, like, it was um freezing rain that day. Uh-huh. But I made, like, I, I shouldn't disclose how much I made. I made a lot that day. Oh, it sure. was good. It was a good day. Wow. <laughs> and it, it wasn't too bad like uh-huh. the, the it was like rainy and like icy but it was like i was able to drum and be fine okay okay and there was and th- those days are kind of nice because there's like not many like i don't know thieves or like crazy people or like crackheads there to mess mm-hmm. with you so it's right. like those are those days are nice mm-hmm. i miss those days i didn't even get to play this winter because like i didn't no no because uh with the lockdown there's just not as many people going outside so there's no point in me going out there making like $30 and then profiting like 10 mm-hmm. or like I burn so many calories too. I have to eat like $10 in food. So I got to like <laughs> equate, equate that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. There's just no point going out like this winter. Right. But now the winter's like starting to die down. And then I was, I was just getting ready and then like I rented stuff and we were just like finishing the painting and then another lockdown happened. So I'm uh, stuck inside for the next yeah, month. Yeah. That sucks. Yo, let me quit. check the cameras real quick. Sure. <clears throat> this one, the eyes. Unfortunately, this one. This one. It's probably good. It's still loading up. Yeah, so we have to wait one more. Yeah, let's finish. How long was it? How's the longest one? Uh, an hour. Yeah, every, every one is like 55 minutes, hour and five minutes. So yeah, we're good. Okay, so let's finish it up. And thank you, Griffin, for sharing your experiences. And hopefully it was recording the whole time. It better be. <laughs> <laughs>